Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is Hour 2 on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, coming up. We'll find out where Chris Paul will eventually land. I think it's just a rest stop in Washington, D.C., but uh, Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports, TNT, covers the NBA. He'll join us. And is there a chance Zion Williamson is traded before Thursday night's draft? Uh, Wyndham Clark, the U.S. Open champ, will join us coming up in the final hour of the program. Your phone calls always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Seton O'Connor, poll question. We'll recap hour one, and what are we going to go with in hour two? Hour one so far has been real interesting. Best destination for Draymond Green next season. We took the Warriors out. Uh, Lakers, Suns, Mavericks. Right now, uh, Mavericks have 37% of the vote with the Lakers coming in at 34 Pretty interesting. 29% for the Suns. Hmm. Then we also put up there, uh, which sport is easiest to go from worst to first? Baseball, basketball, or football? Mm-hmm. Right now, this is surprising to me. To go from worst to first, right now, it's, our audience is voting that 47% it's easiest in the NFL. Well, they do cater your schedule to make the bad get better, and they make it tougher if you win your division. But I feel like in basketball, you add a player or two, and it's the whole team is different. Yes, it does change. One guy can change your team, or two guys can change your yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you're missing that one piece. Yeah, that, oh, you were in the finals. But the NFL encourages. They, they want parity. They want somebody who, they want every fan base to have hope. And we've seen that before, where you're like, where did they come from? Well, the schedule might be a little more conducive to a winning record, whereas if you win your, your divisional title, they make it a little bit tougher for you. Yes, Marv. I think they're right as far as the NFL because, look, in any other sport, do they have a St. Louis Rams type of situation where you didn't make the playoffs one year and then the next year you win the Super Bowl? I don't think this ever happened in any other sport. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Yes, uh, Seton. Do we feel like the Arizona Cardinals are this year could go to worst to first? No. I, I mean, I, maybe the Bears just because they had, like, a bunch of money to spend, but. And I don't have any real faith that the Houston Texans all of a sudden are going to be a dominant playoff team. No. 
Well, I think you have to have some pieces in place, and then the schedule can be sort of that final piece that allows you to springboard up you know, your divisional standings there. But, yeah, we've seen it happen a lot of times in the NFL. And sometimes what will happen in the NBA is your team was bad because a star got injured, and then you got the top pick in the draft, and then, therefore, you turned it around. It's like the San Antonio Spurs with David Robinson getting hurt, and then maybe the Spurs maybe. uh Mm, encouraging him to not come back anytime soon mm. so we can get more <laughs> ping pong balls. And the Spurs get Tim Duncan. Yay! And we want to thank David Robinson's back for that. Yes, Paul? With the NFL, it's basically if you draft a quarterback number one overall and he works out, that's the ticket. You know, The Bengals in 2019 were 2-14. and 14. They draft Joe Burrow. Two years later, they're in a drive to win the Super Bowl. Two years. I mean, that, that's as fast as it gets. Peacock's the place to go for live sports. You can watch this program, live games from Major League Baseball, PGA Tour, IndyCar, and more. Peacock has the most live sports of any streamer. Check out the sports tab on PeacockTV.com or the Peacock app to learn more. Victor Wembayama, touchdown in the United States, in New York City, and he needs a nickname. I don't. I think he's called Wemby. That's not good. That's just uh, you know abbreviation. Everyone knows this. Wemby, bum bum. Uh, people have suggested maybe V Dub or the Dub, but then you have the Warriors. They're the Dubs. You can't have that. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe he just goes by Victor. Just one name. Yeah, Paul. Oh, like Sting. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, Prince Victor. He was asked about it like a year ago. He was asked about the nickname of the unicorn. He said didn't like it. LeBron said he plays like an alien. It's like an alien in, you know, in a good way. Like he's so freakish. That didn't really stick either. Mm. Nothing stuck so far. But wasn't Porzingis the unicorn? We've had a couple of unicorns, I think. But I thought Porzingis was a unicorn. Yes, Mark. Maybe we don't need to do this. I think we tried to do this with Kevin Durant. They tried to give him oh, the Slim Reaper. He's like, I hate that. I like the Durantula. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Wait, you didn't like Durantula? Oh. Durantula was great. I yeah. thought it was great. You can market that. Yeah. You have your own logo. How about the Wembantula? No. <laughs> the Victorantula. <laughs> Todd, you got any nickname suggestions for Victor Wombayama? Still kicking it around. Nothing jumps up, but I'm gonna I promise I'll come up with something soon. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. America waits. <laughs> yeah, I just go Victor. You know, or V. Let's call me V for victory. Yes, Mark. Nike or Adidas is going to come up Ooh. with something clever. Does he have a, a shoe contract yet? Now, he might have one from France. But I'll, ch- I, I'll check. Yeah, I don't know what he wears. But then, so Austin Reeves has a shoe deal with a company in China. Is that the same company that Clay Thompson has been with? And shouldn't the people in China, if Austin Reeves has his shoe deal in China, that they should make that in the United States? I think it's only fair. We have all of our shoes that are made in China. Maybe China has to make those shoes over here. Yes, Paulie. Victor signed a deal with a Nike a few years back during his pro career in France, and expect that partnership to be updated according mm. to a few different websites mm. i would think that that would <laughs> an upgrade would be uh would be in store for you got him. them early though yeah yeah that's the way to do it yes marv austin reeves signed with a different chinese shoe oh. company than clay thompson okay all right 
So good for Austin Reeves. Taylor Swift, now she, now a shoe? Well, we don't know about Taylor Swift. Rumored? Yeah, rumored. Yeah. You're hearing? Uh, no, I, I'm not hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sources close to me tell me Austin Reeves. Yeah, I, I don't want anything to happen to him yet. You know, like, let, let, let's let him ease in. He had a really good year this year. You, you don't want it to go south. You don't want to date a Kardashian or have Taylor Swift write a song about you. Or maybe an album. You know, you just don't want that. Yes, Eden. Has this one been used before? I don't know. But somebody just tweeted the Stifle Tower. That was that uh, Rudy used? Gobert. Rudy yeah. Gobert yeah. was that. Oh, yeah. man. That was funny when it they It was. That yeah, that was, I knew that sounded familiar. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> The stiff, the stiff old tower. Should stiff old tower. Yeah. Patient zero. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> the stifle tower. I did like that when I first heard it. And then all of a sudden, God, you look back on what Minnesota, they give up, what, four first-round draft picks for Rudy Gobert? Is that- I see five draft picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. And I'm thinking, God, if you're bringing him in just to be a rim protector, then that's a... That's a lot. He's the missing piece. You would think Carl Anthony Towns being seven feet would be able to be a rim protector, but while he's changing the game, he's doing it on the perimeter, not inside. Yes, Bo? It was the Stifle Tower, the French rejection, the Gobert report, which is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and Gobzilla. Mm. Gobzilla. Mm, God. The French oh. rejection. Those are fun. Yeah. Gobert report. That one's good. That was good. Yes, Marv? Carl Anthony Towns, he's a tall man. He's not a big man. Oh. He's just tall. Stand at the three-point line now, be a game changer. Mm. He changed the game, by the way. Back to you. Yeah. I, I hope somebody asks him. Just, you know, maybe in his mind he has changed the game, but just Patrick Beverly is not going to have a follow-up question, I don't think, about that. But I would have said, hey, how have you changed the game? Cat. Uh, Rick in South Carolina leads us off this hour. Good morning, Rick. What's on your mind? Hey, what's happening, Dan? Yeah. Uh, so on the nickname for um, for Victor, I was going to go with either Whammy, like a little Anchorman shout-out, or because he needs to fill out, especially at first, he can be the Baby Yama. Baby Yama. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're waiting for Todd. I'm sure he'll have some uh, good names here for Victor Wambayama. Then we can pass them on to him. The Spurs always love hearing from us, right, Todd? They love my request for Tim Duncan and uh, Coach Pop. <laughs> who who wants to hear from you less? Bill Murray. Bill Murray, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And the Spurs. And the Patriots? Patriots are okay. No, I'm good with the Patriots. But the Spur- And the Spurs aren't upset with us, but they're like, you know, basically the last 123 times we asked, he's not doing it. I don't see why you would think the 124th request would uh, come through. I, I, I do admire, though, that you do that. Like, there are times when I hear from the person you're trying to reach out to and they'll say, hey, I'll come on, stop having this guy Fritzy call me. But you're you're trying to do your job, and I try to be polite about it. You know, this, you know there's a way. I'm, I'm trying. I know I'm being a pest, and I try to let a little time go by between requests. But there's a way to do it so that they don't get too upset with you. Yeah, and you're still learning that. Still learning. All yeah. these years, just checking back, and then we, even when they say no, <laughs> then I say so. Ten twenty or the third hour, which is the, no, he can't do it. So so phone or not a Zoom. Yeah, is that that's what you're saying? Politely annoying. Yeah, I pretend that I don't understand what they're saying. So he's not available. Okay, so but next week he'll probably be available. I would guess. Yes, Paul. I always want to tell these franchises: if you get, let us have Popovich once, we'll cease and desist after that. Yeah. One appearance and we're gone. <laughs> Belichick one time, we're gone. 
You won't hear from us. Yeah. Scott in Florida. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind today? Oh, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. It's uh, just a quick uh, nickname for Wendy Ama would be the uh, French Connection. Okay. Yeah. I I think that uh, Popeye Doyle, I think, was uh, Gene Hackman's character there. Yes, Paul? I think I have one. Okay. This is, you know, assuming he's going to be great or one of the greatest of all time, the Escargot. <laughs> okay. I can roll with that. Okay. Okay. All right. Workshop it. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. That's car goat. What did didn't uh, uh, Biggie Smalls didn't he did he have something that rhymed with S cargo? S cargo, my cargo. Okay, one fifty swiftly. I could buy a new one. <laughs> James in Virginia joins us. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? The, the crew run, run, run. The crew run, run, man. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call, guys. Happy Tuesday, man. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, oh, man. I, you guys got me thinking about names for this guy, man, and teams going worse than first. But for me, man, I did like V-Dub. Shout out to J-Dub. But I like Vic, uh, Vic Yama is my nickname for him, Vic Yama. And watch out for Washington, man. Sam the man. Sam the man. Y'all have a great okay, one. Okay. Thank you, James. Sam Howell, by the way, in case you're not able to detect what James is saying there. His his code. Uh, Nick in Iowa. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind today? DP, my man, shout out front row, back row, 6'2", and Midwest, hard, 220. Uh, to make this quick, any chance, being that paint gate's over, any chance on letting Fritzy host a show anytime soon? Oh, good God, no. This show? <laughs> not, not this show, Nick. I, oh, we just hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> Fritzy, would you want to host this show? I think there'll be a lot of rambling, and it wouldn't have a lot to do with sports. It would be more like worldly observations. Okay, uh, how about we trade places one day? That could be fun. That could be fun. Could it? Like April Fool's Day? I think it would be uniquely entertaining. I'm not saying it would be good. It would be unique Okay. and interesting. But then I would be in your place, and yes. I would book the guest. And you'd ramble and I'd do talk mock about you know, different and, conditions and yes. illnesses and what's bothering you. So and, I would play the role of you. Yeah. And you would, you would, no, I wouldn't want to be you. I would just be in your role. And then you would be yourself sitting in this chair. Oh, so we wouldn't try to be each other. No, like no, you no, would no. get all neurotic. And, no, or, no, no. I don't, want to, I don't want to do that. But And I wouldn't want you to try to emulate me. I would want you to do your presentation of this show. Maybe like for an hour. That seems like a reasonable amount. Yeah, three hours is not fair to America. <laughs> I can't do that to them. You know? Yeah, there'd be a lot of people institutionalized <laughs> by the end of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was fine this morning. Next thing I know, three hours later, they're coming in a straight jacket. The S-Car Goat. <laughs> All right. All right. You know what? I'll talk to Chris Haynes. I'll, I'll, we'll drop that off to Chris Haynes and see what he thinks of the S-Car Goat for uh, Victor Wambayama. All right, uh, Chris will join us, and he has a pretty good idea where Chris Paul is going to end up. Wyndham Clark, the U.S. Open champ, will join us coming up a little, uh, little less than an hour from now. We'll take a break. We're back after this Tuesday edition, Dan Patrick Show. I love telling you about Full Sail University. This is year five of the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, and we've gotten jobs for hundreds of students there. And you come there, I want you to get a job when you graduate. 
the program came to life. Students are out there getting jobs, and it's been one of the uh, honors of a lifetime. When I started the program, I needed to have somebody who I trust, I'd work with, and had a great ability to get students hands-on practical experience. So I brought in Gus Ramsey, worked with me at ESPN, and I've known Gus for over 20 years. We got graduates working all over the country, you know, even big markets, L.A. and Philly, right out of college, right after getting their degree. But our grads are out there, and they're making us proud. At Full Sail University, you can earn your bachelor's degree in about half the time, so as short as 20 months, and choose to earn your degree online or Full Sail's beautiful campus in Orlando, Florida. To learn more about the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, go to fullsail.edu slash danpatrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Mark Stein, called Hashtag This League Uncut. Chris Haynes back on the program, TNT sideline reporter, Bleacher Report, NBA insider. We're working on Victor Wambayama's nickname here. What do you think about this one? Wait, wait, why are you giving me that look? Because I was trying to think of one myself. That's tough. I thought you were going to put me on the spot. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I won't do that to you. 
We'll run a few by you. How about Escar Goat? The Escar Goat. No? No? All right. Okay. Wait, wait. Do you love it? No. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. The opposite. Okay. Um, How about V-Dub? No. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Fritzy, do you have one? For I do have a few. Okay. I had VV instead of Wee Wee. V for Victor. VV. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I give you a few others just to have a little fun? Okay. Sictor. What? Sictor instead of Victor. Sictor because he plays so amazing. Sictor. That's horrible. Eiffel Power. That's okay. Boa Convictor. Boa Convictor. The, <laughs> the Bonjour Bandit. No, no, no. This is a bad idea. I got just a couple real quick. Okay. Victor scale, like an earthquake. Victor scale. Not Richter scale. That's terrible. The croissant over dribbler. Did you do the crossover? <laughs> croissant over dribbler. It's worse and worse. I know. Ratahui. Ratahui? Born up at sweet. No, no, bon no, no. No, no, The Louvre machine. <laughs> no. Mr. Baggettball. No, no, stop. stop. Mr. Baggettball. Do you have... How about... We can't call him... Wemby, right? We got to have a better name than Wemby, right, Chris? I, I would agree. I, I don't – Wemby just doesn't set the tone if you're trying to be a fierce competitor in this league. I don't, I don't know that Wemby is what you want to go with long term. Well, you got, you know, you got the Greek freak, like, like the Joker. Those are, good, those are good nicknames. Those are good sturdy names. Yeah. Good sturdy, powerful names. Wemby just doesn't do it. Um but again, DP, his nickname will also depend on how well he fares in the NBA. We got to keep that in consideration. Okay. Too. Any chance that he is not a great player, in your opinion? Great. I think there's a good chance he's not a great player. I, I don't see him being a bust. I see him being a really good player. Okay. Um, I think his his ceiling is great, and that's what I think we want to monitor to see if he can get to that level. But also going to Greg Popovich, who has had success with Tim Duncan and also David Robinson, how much more of a head start is he going to get by going to a place like San Antonio as opposed to if he had gone some other place? No, for sure. When you definitely got somebody who, who's been there before, knows how to handle a number one pick, bring him on um, gradually, doesn't put too much on his plate. You know, Tim Duncan came in from day one and he was a force. I don't think we'll see that with Wimbyama from day one. But, look, you know, take somebody like Kawhi Leonard, who wasn't a number one pick, but he kind of went through like the Popovich collegiate school of learning, where Pop, over a four-year span, just gradually increased his load, and they just kept developing developing him. I can see them doing that with Victor um, on this time around. And he has the right system, you know, the right system. He has the right – probably the right area code – to be able to just withstand a lot of the hoopla yeah. that he would experience if he went to a bigger market. All right. Chris Paul is going to end up where? I say he's going to end up with the Clippers. Is this a trade with the Wizards? I think it would be a trade, yes. Okay. How do you I think? think it evolve, I think it would involve Robert Covington in a deal with some other pieces, but that's that's what I think is going to happen. Whose decision was it to get rid of Chris Paul in Phoenix? Mm, you, mu- you must have saw Chris Paul's uh, quotes from yesterday, huh? Um, look, I think ultimately it, it was it was the owner's decision. 
and James Jones' decision. I mean, I look, I think anybody probably would have made that trade, you know, bringing on Bradley Beal. Um, the fact that Bradley Beal wanted to go to Phoenix and he had that no trade clause uh, under his belt, you know, he, he held all the cards. He held all the cards. And I think when Miami pulled out, you know, it, it was ultimately pretty much a done deal from there. Now, when you're talking about Chris Paul, what he had to say about Isaiah Thomas, I, obviously I think um, Isaiah definitely has the ear of that organization. Um, you know, I reported back in February that Isaiah will hold a prominent role with the Suns. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, at that time, Suns denied it. And so, I, you know, I left that tweet up. You can still find that tweet. <laughs> That tweet stays up there. Good. Stayed up, up there for a reason. I took some hits. I was on the rotisserie out there, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I, I stayed by my guns, but uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't surprised at all um, about Chris's comments. And do you think what kind of fit is that, Chris Paul, with the Clippers? I think it's a very, I think it's a very good fit. Now, DP, the the I think that fit is well. Um, with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, because they need somebody that's going to be able to facilitate the offense, get them in their plays, you know, kind of um, run the system, especially in the playoffs when the playoffs become a half-court game, be able to get guys into their sets. Now, the, the problem is, you know, if they bring Russell Westbrook back, how was that fit? Mm-hmm. Can Chris and Russ coexist together? I don't know. I would be concerned about that. Uh, there, These are two bona fide future Hall of Famers, but I, I don't know if it bodes well. I don't know what the roles would be. Is Russ coming off the bench? Is Chris coming off the bench? Well, we know Russ is not trying to come off the bench at this stage of his career. So that's the dynamic to, to kind of watch out for. I like the fit with Chris Paul if he's the primary guy. But if you have plans to bring Russell back, um, then that's when I think things can get problematic. Draymond Green vacationing with LeBron in France means what? Means they're really good friends, DP. Really good friends, and um, you know I think that solidifies it. But you know, obviously Draymond Green opted out of his contract yesterday. He's a free agent, unrestricted free agent. But there's no—I don't think there's a pathway at all, really, uh, which will lead him outside of the Bay Area. I think he resigns with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I'm trying to think. If I think, if I believe, if he would even take recruiting meetings or anything from from any other teams, I don't know if we even get that far. I know there's some teams interested. If Draymond is genuinely interested, but I just can't see him leaving Golden State. But I wonder, you bring him back, maybe you give him a three year deal, maybe he makes thirty million a year, something like that. Um, what do you do with Jordan Poole? Well, the Warriors believe that they can still. Get it done together. Okay. Okay. That's, that's the word. I, listen, that's how they feel. I don't know, but I mean, that's that's how they feel. That's that's all I can. Don't shoot the messenger, DP. All right. Uh, Dame Lillard. Um, I didn't know if Miami backed out of Bradley Beal because are they still setting their sights on Dame Lillard? They didn't put. They didn't put everything in the trade package that they could have for Bradley Beal. Um, they believe, like, I believe the Miami Heat feel like there's hope. Like, there's people across the league that believe this could be the offseason. And, DP, excuse me for my dog. My dog is barking at somebody back there. I don't know if you can hear it. 
But I think um, Dame, I mean, excuse me, I think the Miami Heat believe that this is the offseason that Dame could potentially request out. And that's all going to be dependent on, well, I think a large factor of that is going to be what the Portland Trailblazers decide to do with the number three pick. Damian Lillard has made it clear he wants to play for a contending team. He wants that to be in Portland. He wants the Trailblazers to do everything within their power to help accelerate this roster, increase the talent, and part of that would be the number three pick being an attractive asset to be able to bring on a veteran player, you know, probably even a star player if you package that pick with someone like Anthony Simon. So a lot is going to be – a lot is going to factor in with how Portland handles the draft this coming Thursday. He's Chris Haynes, TNT sideline reporter's new NBA podcast with Mark Stein called Hashtag This League Uncut. The chances Zion Williamson is traded before the draft are what? Ooh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 30% not traded before the draft. I'm not ruling out that he won't be traded before next season starts, but before the draft, I would say 30%. I'm wondering. If you're New Orleans, well, they probably, if they could get out from underneath this, they might. Would would uh, Charlotte be interested in Zion Williamson? Would that be enough? You'd have to match with salaries. I know that. But to get the number two pick, would that be something that both sides would be interested in? Well, the word is, if those two were to facilitate some type of a deal, Charlotte, the word is Charlotte would want Brandon Ingram and not Zion Williamson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so they're not getting out from underneath this Zion situation. Not, it doesn't seem like in that scenario. There is other scenarios that could play out. All right. I uh, saw a report on ESPN that uh, one of the reporters said that somebody close to John Moran feels like the league is out to get him, that the media is out to get him. What do you make of those comments? Well, VP's had a few incidents yeah. on, on IG Live that have put him in this predicament that he's in now. He has no one else to blame but himself. Um, I, maybe he's – I haven't spoken to him. You know, I, I, I'm pretty close with his, his dad. I haven't spoken to his dad um, in a few weeks. But, you know, in this situation right there, you know, I don't know if he's thinking about – I don't know if he feels like people are piling on. Mm-hmm. But, you know – I look at it, he, he got 25-game 25, 25 suspension, and a lot of people will believe that that was too lenient, that it should have been more. And so I my hope for him, DP, is that he just uses his time to get his mind right, do whatever he needs to do to get himself in a proper mindset and, you know, and, and just the people around him that he tightens that up and, and has quality people around him that's going to, Help him grow as a man and in his career. Um, this is when you're when you're an NBA star or on the cusp of being an NBA superstar, and you have mishaps like this off the court. These are the type of headlines you you tend to see, and it it, it's, it gets magnified. And so, hopefully, he he learns from this and doesn't put himself in this situation again. I'll leave you with this. I said this first hour. Is anybody under more pressure next season? I want you to guess. Who do you think in the NBA who is under the most pressure? Which player next player. season? Player. Yeah. Hmm. I thought you were going to go with coach. Nope. Player under the most 
pressure. It's probably Kevin Durant. Yep, that's who I said. Yeah, I was going to yeah, I was going to say Frank Vogel. You know, as, as the coach, I thought that's where you might have been going. But no, Kevin Durant. I mean, this is his. This is his third time. I mean, you could arguably say OKC they had a a victory, uh, but they were younger then. But you know, his tenure with the Warriors with Steph and Clay, then um, Brooklyn with Kyrie and James Harden. Now here in Phoenix with um, with Bill and Devin Booker. Yeah, the pressure is there considering the history and the path that he, the path that he's gone down in, in the past, people are going to hold that against him. So he's definitely under pressure to get it done. By the way, I don't know what your reaction was when uh, Patrick Beverly and Carl Anthony Towns were speaking on their podcast. And he, uh, Carl Anthony Towns said that people look back and say that Carl Anthony Towns changed the game. Um, could you tell me how he will be remembered as changing the game? You're the expert. Well, when he said that, I took it as, you know, he's probably going to dominate these next six years. And oh, that six year, oh, okay. That six-year window uh, is going to be. Oh, 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 oh. So, oh, my bad. I, I, was, I was looking at what he had done and changing the game. My bad. Okay. That, all right. I'm trying, I'm trying to give the brother the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that, that, that he feels he still has some work to do. To okay. Get to that. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Okay, all right. You know, I, hey, I, I, I wanted to help him out too. I just, I'm curious. Patrick Beverly didn't follow up by saying, "How do you, you think that you're going to change the game?" Yeah, but not too. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Uh, say hello to Mark Stein for me. Good luck with the podcast. Always great to uh, share time with you. Appreciate you, my brother. Thank you. That good. is Chris Haynes, TNC sideline reporter, and he's got a new podcast. And you got two great insiders there, Mark Stein. Chris Haynes is called hashtag this league uncut as they dish on the biggest topics in the NBA. Hashtag this league uncut available where you get your podcast there. Oh, people want to provide a nickname for Victor Wambayama. Lincoln in Maine. Hi, Link. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. How are you today? Good. Hey, well, with VW being saying, how can we uh, not call him the bug? Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I'm worried it's not intimidating, like Wemby. But thank you. Thank you, Link. B-Dub. Call him Beetle. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beetle. Instead of the Beatles? Anybody with me? The Beetle. Yeah, the Beetle. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Still workshopping it. That one's better than any of Todd's. We're just spitballing. You didn't like Mr. Baggettball? <laughs> no. You like Mr. Baggettball? No. I like the croissant-over or whatever. The croissant-over dribbler. I like the Louvre machine. It doesn't really match. Just a Louvre machine, <laughs> and it won't work for nobody but you. Bon appetit. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. Todd? The French onion hoop. Ah, uh, Polly. <laughs> okay. French Pauly. onion Shout hoop. Shout out to Polly. I like it. <laughs> French onion hoop. Yeah. Uh, Bob in Florida. Hi, Bob. Hi. I got one for In fact, I got two for you. One okay. is Spider and the other, or Spider Man, and the other one is the Mantis because he's all arms and legs. All right. The Mantis. You, the Mantis. By the way, they say good things come to those who wait. The Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Takes no time at all. Set up a test drive your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Dan in Omaha. Hi, Dan. 
So, yeah, since, since he's pretty much a similar game to Kevin Durant, Durant I have Croissant Durant. Croissant Durant. <laughs> croissant Durant. <laughs> right, getting better. Was this a good idea? Was this a good idea? It was an idea nonetheless. Yeah, it was. It was an idea. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hey, Jeff. What up, though? One time for chat row. Listen, first of all, they got names for winners, Dan, but I want a name when I lose. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide, call me Deacon Blues. Let's go with the Yacht Rock. Man, I can't wait. Listen, <laughs> Seaton's rendition and Princey, oh, my goodness. Got a good name for uh, Victor, though. You're going to hear the name Yama Trauma. Oh, he's inducing Yama Trauma on them, blah, 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 <laughs> coming down the score, scoring 42 points. Okay. Also, it's not lost on me that 20 years ago, we picked number two in the draft, a Serbian-born, number two, seven-foot guy who couldn't miss, and this guy is 20 years late. Wish Luka Doncic was Darko Milicic. He was supposed to be. It's kind of like they flip-flopped. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. I, I still think Escargot is pretty good. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I think it's – I think it's. what else? What do you have, Todd? Yamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing Yamalama. <laughs> Shout out to the 50s. No, no, I got that. You do a little poster with him in like a leather jacket, like a, like a greaser? We'll take a break here. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've been following that news story with that submarine, and it's carrying, I think, five passengers, went down to view the Titanic. And I think there's enough oxygen in that submersible. I think, is that what it is, a submersible uh, sub? Yeah, it looks like a, like a little pod, you know, like an aspirin. And it's got uh, propellers and cameras and different uh, cords for air and things like that. I guess there's seven different ways for that to be brought back to the surface, according to somebody who has been in that. Also, that they had upwards of 96 hours of oxygen available. But they're not sure if... There was a leak or maybe that they got caught up in something and therefore that they cannot get to the surface. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, it's uh, it's six and uh, seven meters long. It's 22 feet. That has a capacity for five people with 96 hours of air. And it can only open from the outside. Yes. They have, I think, something like 12 to 20 deadbolts that you get in and then they deadbolt it. Man, that's not the plan. Oh, thanks. I'll watch the movie again. No. No, it's... I mean, there's a fascination I have that that's you know so far down off of Newfoundland that the Titanic is there. I prefer letting James Cameron and other people go down there and show me what it looks like. I don't want to be... Even in a submarine. I've been in a submarine that's docked, and it's above water, and I get freaked out. You just get claustrophobic. I can't imagine five people in that. And it's about the size of a dump truck. And you're going down, miles down. And then all of a sudden, something's gone wrong. Yeah, Paul. The TV show CBS This Morning last year did a piece on it. And the reporter named David Pogue actually went into it. Yeah. And he got some details that the, the terrible part would be, if it is at the bottom of the ocean, the only thing they could rescue it is something like itself, which is not readily available out there under in that amount of time. Yeah, I mean, you're battling time right now. And, you know, is there a leak there? Uh, how much oxygen do you have left? And the fact that there are five people there. I mean, I... There's a video of the inside that they're getting the reporter for CBS this morning. It really is like a, a, a tube yeah. with curves that you're sitting in. There's no seats. There's no laying down here. There's no pods. There's no comforts or anything. It's supposed to go down. You look around and you get out. And I think that they're charging like $250,000. I believe that there's a billionaire on there with his son, two of the five people. I think you have four passengers and maybe somebody who steers it. That's correct. Yeah. This is actually the most first world problem I've ever heard. Yeah. But you're down there and 
And you just you wonder if you can do anything. And I'm surprised they can't. There is no communication. That that's what I thought. At least you would have communication. I don't know what that would do for you to try to get down there in time. Well, that's what makes you wonder about. You know, you were talking about a leak, yeah. maybe, and then just the pressure of that. If there is a leak, I don't know how. They I don't survive. know how long it stays a small leak. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're what twelve thousand feet underwater. Like I go back to being on the radio when Payne Stewart was in a private plane and it was just circling. And then they realized that there had been a leak and uh, that they had already died. They were in the plane. And then I think that they were talking about maybe having to shoot it down because they didn't know where it was going to land. And I remember, gosh, that was uh, Jimmy Roberts, the golf reporter, came on and was helping us through that. And, uh, Payne Stewart and a couple other people were on that plane. And uh, you know, they all ended up dying, of course. But I think that there was a, a leak. Um, I'm not sure. Or they ran out of oxygen. Cabin pressure, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, and okay. everyone was disabled yeah. and went on autopilot for hours. Yeah, and just circled, circled. Wow. Uh, not sure how to make a smooth segue. Uh Jaws came out 48 years ago today. $9 million to make Jaws. Made over $400 million. And then you watch it, and you're... The, the, has there ever been a soundtrack more important to a movie than Jaws? And all it was was... And it was the threat. We didn't even see it. And I think because it it didn't look it looked campy, it didn't look real. And Spielberg's genius was let's just not show it. And and I'm sure John Williams probably was the composer. It feels like he's been the composer for every one of these great soundtracks. But they they gave you the you create the image in your head, which is far more powerful than showing you. But I just remember it, you, you would go like, what's it look like? And then you would see sort of the the, the wake. Of, uh, of Jaws, and then that music would start. Is there a more important soundtrack? Or more more impactful, I should say. And even just the way, like, once that speeds up, you know, it's that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It's, yes. it's exactly like a shark swimming through the water. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And then you're thinking, okay, you got uh, Roy Scheider. Nobody knew Roy Scheider uh, at that time. Uh Richard Dreyfus, I think, was famous. Uh, probably American Graffiti, maybe another movie in there. And then uh, Robert Shaw was the uh, was the captain. Yeah, he was in The Sting. He's pretty famous. Yes, yes, he was the victim in The Sting. Yes, Paul. There's a great book about the making of Jaws, and Steven Spielberg was relatively young at the time and hadn't you know hit home runs yet. Yeah. And like the the producers wanted to see the elect the shark, the dummy shark, and. He's like, if we show this to him, we're all losing our jobs. <laughs> we're not. We're never getting this movie made. He kept saying, "Well, we'll get you pictures. We'll get you video soon." He kept delaying it, delaying it, trying and, to hide it. And even when you see it come out of the water, then you're like, it. It didn't look as as real. But they were they were real quick and and trying to you know keep jaws under wraps, like continue to have it in your mind of what this thing looks like and how big it is. But man. That soundtrack, that was impactful.
That's what a shark sounds like when it's swimming. Yeah, we got trouble here. Why didn't they just get out of the water when they Yeah, I know. Run! You hear that music and you're skinny dipping. Run. Yes. Pippin. Well, I might wait a little bit. Pippin, Pippin. Looking for his dog. Pippin. Yeah, I know. The movie exceeded the budget by 300%. Yeah, that's and pretty good. Spielberg said, every Monday morning I woke up going, today's the day I get fired. <laughs> he just said, he'd walk to the set and wait for the, the boom to drop. But Roy Scheider was so good. It's one of those where you go, Roy Scheider? And then you can't think of somebody else who would have been the sheriff there. He was just, he was that good. Everybody, even Richard Dreyfus, uh, you know, sort of that wonderment, but he was, he was scared to death. And then Robert Shaw, the captain. Let's go. I need, you're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. Final hour coming up. The U.S. Open champ, Wyndham Clark, will join us. More of your phone calls as well as we stumble our way to coming up with a nickname for Victor Wambayama. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.